is As Hamilton. Time for a new podcast. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time to join the podcast, my name is As, and uh, most days of the week, outside of COVID world, I would be speaking at a school somewhere in the country up the east coast of Australia. This year has been a little bit different, and I will say that in the last few weeks, things have started to recover, started to uh, return to normal, especially in Queensland. I do have to say a big hello to a few schools because it has been a crazy few weeks. If you've been following the Aspects page, you would have seen a bunch of photos from a bunch of schools all the way around Australia. And we're talking about on Sunshine Coast, we're talking up in Mackay, St. Pat's, the grade 11s up there, hello. Uh, also, uh, Sienna College from the Sunshine Coast at their camp, which they got to have because... COVID recovery in Queensland has been pretty cool, so that was great. And in more recent times, just in the last couple of days, I do want to say a big hello to the Grade 9 students, such an in- a huge cohort, uh, 260 Grade 9 students at St. Laurie's in Brisbane City. Uh, was really cool to hang out with you guys over the last couple of days as well. I just feel like this um, has been a manic October like, October's normally like kind of, hey, let's just slow down and think about Christmas. Like, let's get into that. <laughs> Christmas, by the way. Are uh, you ready for it? Do you know? It's like, it's not far away. We've got 10 weeks left of the entire year, I think. Uh, so that means, what, nine weeks left till Christmas? Correct me if I'm wrong. Find me on Aspects at Instagram. I don't know about you. I've, I love Christmas. And just recently, I was trying to find new music. You know when you're just like, I just need to do something new. And I went in search of new music. I found a new Christmas album, um, which I just love. And uh, maybe by the end of this episode of the podcast, I can play you a bit of that Christmas album if you want. Maybe you're like, no, hold off. Okay, I shouldn't do that. Uh, Maybe next week, eight weeks out for Christmas. Some of you are like, let us get to November at least. I have seen some of you on Instagram. One person I saw in particular... Uh, bought their very first Christmas tree just recently. So that's, people must be getting into the spirit already. I just say, bring it on. I mean, this year's been so odd. Why can't we just have Christmas in November? Let's just fast forward it. I mean, honestly, this year, what's going on? I mean, I do have to say that Christmas in November, I wouldn't have an issue with it because everything else has been thrown upside down this year. Even my planning of holidays this year has been all out of whack. In the craziest month of the year, October, because of the recovery, Beck and I decided last week we'd have our first little holiday, proper holiday. Uh, we went to Hamilton Island, very appropriate for our name, uh, felt very royal, very regal. Hello, everyone. Yes, my name is Mr. Hamilton. Yes, 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 yes. Do I get a discount? No? Okay, fair enough. Okay, it's fine. Um, did the Queensland holiday. See, didn't get to go to Europe, didn't get to do Italy this year or like Greece or anything like that, but I got to go to Hamilton Island, and which was really awesome. And this podcast, I'm going to be talking a bit about that because I had a situation last week that was quite interesting. Um, I didn't think this was going to happen and I thought that I was completely um, immune to this situation until I was in it. And today we're going to be talking about when you hear instructions, you listen to instructions, but very quickly you forget instructions and uh, you get yourself into a bit of trouble. That happened to me. And how do you actually process that? How do you get out of your situation? Well, this is what happened. Last week, as I said, we went up to Hamilton Island. I've been wanting to go to the Great Barrier Reef and up into that area for a very long time. It's funny how you live in Queensland all your life. You've got something, one of the great wonders of the world, not far away, and you never go. Well, fortunately, this year, got to go up with some friends of mine, Greg and Philippa. Thanks for letting us crash your party. Happy birthday to my mate Greg, who had his birthday, and that's what we were celebrating for. And uh, we went up, and get this, it's been seven years since I've got to do any kind of snorkeling. 
Uh, if you're someone who snorkels, you love fish, you love being able to see under the ocean, you know the joy that it brings. I remember seven, eight years ago um, on my honeymoon, uh, we went snorkeling. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I haven't done it since. And so Beck and I were very excited uh, to go snorkeling on this trip. And we booked a bit of a day trip out to Whitehaven, which is like one of the whitest beaches in the world, which is just stunning if you haven't been there. Victoria, I'm sorry. They'll open the borders eventually. You can come and visit us eventually, I think. <sighs> Fingers crossed. Anyway, so we go to this beach on this day and set up for the day, right? So I'm really excited about going snorkeling, seeing a bunch of fish, seeing the reef, seeing some coral, um, thinking this is this is our moment. We get to our yacht for the day, our sailing boat. The very first thing that happens is the guy that's running the day just stops us and says, just so you know, we've had a high tide in the last 24 hours and a change of the moon, and therefore the water's really murky and you're probably not going to see a lot. Great. Like, have you ever had that? Like, you've got a big expectation for something and then all of a sudden, by the way, don't get too excited because it's going to be rubbish. That's pretty much what they told us on the first minute of this trip. And I looked at Beck and went, okay, well, we've got to enjoy the beach instead. We'll enjoy the white sand. So we didn't have much expectation for seeing fish, which was kind of cool, whatever. We went out to um, this, you know, Whitehaven Beach and uh, posted a picture of Whitehaven on my own personal Instagram and a bunch of people were like, favourite beach in the world. And I would agree it was spectacular. But our, our guide for the day, this sailboat captain, was sort of trying to say, look, we're going to go to the reef a bit later. You should be able to see some fish. It'll clear up by the afternoon. So I had this hope that, uh, you know, I would be able to see some fish. I would be able to see some coral and all things would be good. About an hour after we sort of left Whitehaven, we rock up at this new area. And um, on arrival, it's just one of those things where you just got to roll with the punches. I was talking only yesterday uh, with a bunch of students from St. Laurie's about having to adapt and change and just go with it. Like this sort of year, there's been a lot of disappointments. You just got to go with it. You just got to smile. You're either laughing or you're crying. So you just got to laugh about it. We got to this beach and the first thing uh, the captain says, he said, oh, by the way, uh, it's probably a little bit murky, but th- he points to an area, area and he goes, in that area... You can swim there. You should be able to see some coral and some fish. Um, Whatever you do, don't go down to that rocky area. And he points probably a few hundred metres away. And he says there's a pretty ripping current coming through at the moment. And if you get caught in the current and you get to those rocks, you're going to get swept out to sea and we'll find you in a few hours' time kind of thing. And he kind of just joked it off. And we're all just excited about getting out of the boat again and we're getting our flippers I'm finding my pair of flippers don't really fit that well, but I don't mind. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I actually pride myself in being a fairly good swimmer. I like swimming. It's one of the very few things in the athletic world that I can kind of do. And so, you know, we get out of the, you know, this main boat. They take a little vessel to the beach. They say, look, we're going to drop you off at the beach. You can walk in from the beach uh, and it's slightly swim out with your snorkel gear on and uh, find yourself out there. Go for a little paddle and uh, it should be great. And that's sort of where I just sort of connected to all the instructions. That's pretty much at that point, I'm like, great. So I'm going to the beach. I'm getting out. I'm swimming out a bit. There should be some coral and fish. Hopefully, I see some tropical fish. It's going to be great. Uh, Beck is there. She's got her gear. And just before we get off the yacht, by the way, they look at us and they go, does anyone want a pool noodle? And I'm like, why do I want a pool noodle? They said, it'll help you float. It's easier when you're looking down to snorkel. And being on holiday, I'm like, 
you know what? I'm feeling a little lazy. I can take a snore. I'm going to take a pool noodle. Beck looks at me and goes, let's take a pool noodle. So we both got these fluoro green pool noodles, uh, fluoro coloured snorkel gear. And we're like, we're on. Like, this is going to be a great day. We're still going to see some fish, hopefully. And so we get dropped off at the beach. It takes us a while to get the flippers on. We, we kind of look like idiots. Um, let's. I, I don't have a photo. I'm not going to put a photo up on the Instagram because, look, it wasn't a pretty sight. And honestly, we start heading out into this water. Like, just sort of getting out into the water. First things first, my snorkel was stuffed. It was broken. There was something wrong with it. It was letting in water. I couldn't, it wouldn't suction to my face. Um, later on, I'll discover it's probably because I have a bit of an overgrown beard and that's why the snorkel was a stick. So I'm constantly sucking down a bunch of salt water and going, this is not fun. Like I'm not seeing anything and I've got this pool noodle I'm holding on to. <laughs> Feeling like, I felt like when you were four and your parents put floaties on your arms, like, okay, now you go in the pool. I have this stupid pool noodle and I've got this mask that's not working and I've got these flippers that are really uncomfortable and not, you know, anyway, so this is, this is what's going on, but I'm still enjoying it. Like, I'm still like, you know, I'm just splashing around in the water and Beck's a little bit further on from me and she turns around and she sees that I can't get my snorkel working and there's a guy in a tinny or a small little, sorry, inflatable boat not far away who was off of the yacht. And he'd said, if you ever had any issues, just indicate to him um, and he can come and help you. And so I'm just like, you know what? I need a new snorkel. So I started just to kick the old flippers and slowly float towards with this giant like fluoro green pool noodle in the middle of the ocean. And I'm getting closer to him um, and he's sort of circling around and... I'm not really paying much attention to what's going on around me. I'm starting to chat to him. I'm just sitting there, just floating. I don't think anything's going on. I'm just sitting there. I'm chatting to him, explaining, you know, I just don't know why this isn't working. And he's like, I'll have to give you a new one. And before I know it, he's doing this. And then he looks down and goes, hey, mate, you might want to get to shore. And I look up and I notice something has happened. I have landed right in this rip that they talked about only about 15, 20 minutes ago. They said, don't go near that rip. I'm now in the rip and I'm being swept out to sea. And this boat, little boat, is actually also getting swept out. But because we're just both chatting and my pool noodle's taken me, all of a sudden I'm in a place I do not want to be. And I can see these rock formations getting very close to me, uh, really close. And he's like, you need to get across to the beach before you get to those rocks. So I start to kick my flippers and I'm realizing this current is really hard and I have no goggles. I've got a pool noodle that's dragging me down and it's <laughs> helping me float down and get torn down this rip. And for the next sort of three to five minutes, I was fighting against something that I honestly thought was going to kill me. I I just found myself kind of a little bit panicky. I remember turning back to this guy on the boat, worried about Beck because I thought if she gets in this, she's stuffed. Because I was confident. I'm a confident swimmer. But this current was just absolutely flogging me. I felt like every time I kicked my feet, it was like I was going forward one step and then back three steps. And... um. In that moment, it was, it was quite terrifying because I could see that there was a couple of other swimmers that were caught in the similar thing and they were struggling and I thought, I've just got to focus, I've got to get out of here. And it was really interesting. The guy on the boat behind me, um, he started giving instructions. He started going, mate, just swim straight ahead, 
go a bit to your left because he could see from his vantage point where the rip was going. Whereas I was in it. I actually had no visibility of what was going on around me. I was just in the mess at the time. But his perspective outside of the mess, he could guide me through it. And um, I found myself like literally absolutely exhausted as I got to a point where I could touch the ground and sort of walk onto this beach just before this rocky area. There was a lady in front of me who was probably double my age. She was an older lady and she was almost in tears because she thought it was not good for her. And she already had explained earlier, she didn't have good lungs, she wasn't a great swimmer. And her and her husband literally just sat there on the beach, probably for the next 20 minutes, just in recovery. And as I got to the beach, I thought, oh my gosh, what the heck just happened? I just lost sight. I lost sight of where I was. And I also had dismissed the instructions that were given to me so recently. Like it had only been 15, 20 minutes and all of a sudden I had done everything that I didn't want to do and I didn't even know that I was in that. And um, as I got out, I remember Beck came across and she goes, what happened? I said, I got caught in the rip. I thought you were going to get caught in the rip. She said, I was fine. I said, that's because the rip was one meter behind you. If you just swam a bit behind yourself, which you didn't see, you would have been down at the rocks as well. And it just got us like, we both had a good laugh about it as we sat on the beach. And, you know, it's funny because we didn't see one fish. Like we <laughs> did not see one fish for the entire day uh, in that area. In fact, when we got a little tent, a little boat to take us back to the yacht, I was asking other people, I'm like, did anyone see any coral? Did anyone see any fish? And, um, you know, a couple of people were like, yeah, yeah, we did. And we're like, really? They're like, you've got to dive really deep, though, to see stuff. Like, you have to go down. I'm like, mate, I don't think that was going to be for me. It was surface level. I saw nothing. And um, after we got back on the yacht, it was still a great day. But it, it just got me thinking about this thought process on instruction and obedience and how sometimes we don't even mean to be disobedient. Like we don't even know we're going the wrong way. Sometimes we get swept up in stuff, in currents in our life that land us in really damaging and dangerous places because we forgot the instruction. We forgot what to obey. We forgot to do what we need to do. And it almost takes us out. And it actually got me thinking about this really clear passage where Jesus speaks in the book of Matthew, and it simply says this. He says this, Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on rock. But anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will fall with a mighty crash. If you obey me, you're wise, you'll hold strong, you'll be safe. If you hear my instruction, you disobey me, understand that things are going to collapse pretty quickly. And honestly, as I was out in that ocean, I had instantly realized I had forgotten the instruction that was given to me by someone who wanted to keep me safe. And so many of you guys out there are on a journey of faith. I was even talking to some of you guys just in the last couple of days, grade nine students at St. Laurie's, just about your faith journey, trying to understand who this God is, trying to know what it means to follow Jesus. We talk about the fact that following Jesus is really having a heart of social justice. We talk about Micah, how we have to do justice. We have to love kindness and to be humble. But there's so much more to it. There is actually so much more to following 
Jesus. And some people, well, how do you know what Jesus has to say? How do you know the instructions? Well, we've talked about this over the last few weeks as well, and that's picking up that Bible app that I've talked about. It's called YouVersion. Go and read. There's a couple of books in the Bible called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're called the Gospels. They're pretty much the personal accounts of Jesus' life. If you want to read about the man of Jesus and what he taught and what he was all about, if you read that, you'll understand the instructions that will keep you safe and keep you away from danger in your life. It'll also preserve your life. And as he said, if you follow his instructions, you will build a solid foundation for your life. It's like sitting on a rock in a tough storm. And even though you might get pounded by the winds, you are safe. Too many of us, though, when it comes to our journey of faith, we don't want to listen to the instruction. We, we want to receive the love, like, you know, God just love me, love me, love me. And we're like, oh, I feel like God loves me, but I'm in a really dangerous position. How did I end up here? It's probably because you didn't hear the instruction. Honestly, as I was in that rip too, and I had to look to the guy that gave the instruction, he gave me some very clear instruction on how to get out of my situation. I actually believe... The Bible is one of the greatest instruction books to do life well, and he will help you through his word, help you navigate situations that you may not want to get into so you can actually preserve your life. Listening to this guy on a boat, he had a different perspective too. He was outside of that current, and that's exactly how God is. He can see beyond what you can see. He can guide in places where you may not understand. And as a result, you'll find yourself back in a safe place where you can reflect and go, you know what? From now on, <laughs> I'm going to listen to that guy's instruction. I'm telling you now, the rest of the day, like Beck and I were like, do we want to go in for a bit more of a swim? And we swam in that beach, but we went nowhere near where that current was. Like we were watching it and we made sure from that moment forward, we're not getting caught up in that. There's no way I'm going back to that. I had time to reflect, look at it, reassess and go, okay, I'm going to enjoy this, but I'm going to do it within the parameters that is safe and is going to be enjoyable. If you are finding (laughs) that you constantly get dragged into positions and you're getting thrown around and sometimes you feel like you're drowning because of your life decisions, can I encourage you this week to go and read the words of Jesus, his story, his teaching. The Bible, there's so much involved in it. There's a lot of old stuff and sometimes it can be a bit confusing. Just get back to what Jesus talked about, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Four different accounts of this man of Jesus and what he taught. His teaching will keep you safe, keep you on track. And as it says, as he says in Matthew 7, verse 24, go and read this if it's nothing else. Anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys it is wise. Be wise this week. We'll talk again next Wednesday.